0: sugar we're going down podcasting a fallout boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die my name is caitlin and joining me until we die is joe
1: hello it's me it's special edition sleepy joe on this episode uh, sleepy
0: is like an understatement this is like yeah. special edition joe is on the brink of co- like <laughs> just emotional collapse uh, it's been it's been
1: uh, a weekend. It's been a week. It's been a, a month. It's been a year already. 2019 <laughs> is over. I'm done with it. <laughs> it doesn't bring me joy. I put it outside. <laughs> I thank it for what it's done for me, but goodbye. but bye goodbye. But goodbye. Our time is over. Um, so welcome to this episode of Sugar We're Going Down podcasting. We are back in the the fall. You do track list this week uh actually at the end of it with west coast smoker and all i i was gonna say all i have to say and it's that's not true but the first thing i have to say is god does 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 these boys know how to end a record this song's good i like this song
0: i like the uh i i don't know
1: (laughs) that's all right no i don't know you don't know i don't know should we pause the co- should we pause the podcast and come back when we know? <laughs> or should we figure it out?
0: No, we'll never record again if we do.
1: Okay. All right. It also took fair. us like
0: an hour to start recording as we sat down to record.
1: Yeah, we, we sat down to record and we, we had our uh you know monthly heart to heart as we do as a you know, healthy marriage. And as married couples do, We <laughs> yeah. talk once a month. Or they should. Um but <laughs> uh Let's let's figure out live on the air how we feel about this song. Because rather than um have an indefinite hiatus and come back three years later sounding completely different, <laughs> I like this song. I think it is both a good like just a good song, but I think it's also a very good album closer. Um, I think it it rips, it tears, it shreds. Oh hell yes! Yells Patrick on the chorus. Mm-hmm. How how. <laughs> How old were you when you knew Debbie (laughs) Harry was on this song? Because I was like a week ago when I rolled this song. I looked at the lyrics and learned that Debbie Harry was on it.
0: I was right now currently years old when I found that out.
1: Right now? I told you just now? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, Debbie Harry, for those who don't recognize the name, including uh, me a week ago, is the vocalist of Blondie. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just here. Just to sing two lines in the chorus. What and song
0: does she sing? Oh, just the oh hell yes, I'm a nervous wreck.
1: Uh, I'm a nervous wreck, and the drugs make me reset. As Patrick is yelling,
0: oh, oh. hell yes,
1: oh. but like it's mixed in such a cohesive way that I fucking I didn't, fuck it I didn't th- tell.
0: I didn't even know there was another person on that.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't either. I would. Imag- like it's it's literally a thing that i've never heard anyone talk about like i've heard people talk about there's another song on folly to do with brendan yuri on it and i've heard a lot of people say that they didn't know brendan yuri was there for a while um because it just mixes so seamlessly uh even if like i don't think they sound the same it's just the mixing on the record is extremely cohesive and it works this one is like that times 10 it's just Oh, I guess if I really listen to it, I can I can tell there's like a slightly different timbre. But like the the mix of the actual track doesn't really have the vocals super in front, especially not in the chorus of this song. So, yes, Debbie Harry has joined the battle (laughs) to to say I'm a nervous wreck. The drugs make me reset that aside or rather starting there. What is this song about? um well i took some notes let's talk about what your notes are on i have some (laughs) notes as
0: well okay i was really all over the place when i wrote these so i wrote obs about mental like mental health stuff (laughs) specific and good Uh, Obs. (laughs) i was i was mostly just there's a lot of imagery of like suicide and being sedated and like the whole i'm a nervous wreck the drugs just make me reset line mm-hmm. and i think that kind of like ties into like the themes of folly ado, just like with oh yeah absolutely. so what are we doing with our fame and how is it affecting us
1: yeah um, and also
0: debbie harry was there apparently
1: <laughs> yeah the most important part <laughs> so apparently pete has Several times confirmed that Folly Adieu is is not written from his perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think our long diatribe before on perspective of writing lyrics, I would, you know, say, well, the ideas that you were writing about, be it not personal, are still in some way skewed by your own personal perspective because you were the one writing them. And the Genius page, Genius.com, please sponsor us, uh, has a band commentary that skips – It's I think it's for the whole album and then skips to just this song where Pete uh, talks about this album sort of – or this track being about – like he's seen people get into bad situations and not step out before it's too late – and it's not uh, he's, his word choices. That it's like not graceful to see. And it's like, well, if that is your opinion on what those environments are like, that is your perspective of writing the song. So it's, um, it it is both from his perspective, even if he's trying to not write about just his life. Um, if that makes sense. Mhm.
0: That's a that's something.
1: It is something. There's a lot of there's a lot of talk of drug use in this song, and um. Uh, yeah, it does. There's a line in the first verse, uh, that I genuinely don't know how the fuck to feel about. Don't feel bad for the suicidal cats. Gotta kill themselves nine times before they get it right. Yeah. There's like that, that I listen to this in high school vibe of, oh, that's clever, I guess. And then, like, I think about it for like half a second and I'm like, the cleverness is probably not worth whatever it means or any implications you read into it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. (laughs) And I, well, yeah. I just like it's not because I don't know if they like. Like I don't know if like the the what they're conveying with it is like worth the image, you know? Sure. Like I don't know if it's earned. Mm -hmm. Because like again, like when you asked me what the song was about, I mean, like I had that answer, but also I'm like, but also like I kind of still don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think i was thinking about it before where i think pete writing about experiences and ideas that aren't just his own life or are in some way separated and then burying that under another couple layers of um you know word choice or metaphors and it becomes uh this just word spaghetti that sounds nice and there's like a couple lines in here like like oh yeah the it's cats and then the nine lives like oh yeah i get it but it's like what is there to dig out of it yeah i don't know is there
0: the genius annotation for this is like i it's upsetting
1: yes and i i think the annotation I, i there's a lot of credence to believe it although pete also having struggled with stuff it's hard to know if that's really a thing he would write maybe it is i don't know
0: yeah i don't like the first like half of this bottom paragraph of this annotation is like very i don't it is upsetting to me Mm-hmm. actually most of that literally the only part of this is that it isn't upsetting to me is the last sentence i just too i noticed like i was definitely like as i'm reading the lyrics again too now i'm like I was I, I took a note of it when I started listening to the song where like there's just like a lot of imagery right off the bat and mm-hmm. like it just kind of continues and it's kind of overwhelming like yes to, like to
1: dig into yeah if, like digging into the lyrical like th- this song is capital A capital L a lot uh because mm-hmm. it, it it digs into a lot of concepts of like drug use um and like spiraling. It it does it with you know flowery language and under these metaphors and then it it like pairing that with such an aggressive beat behind it like mm-hmm. which again like I do think the the track shreds yeah uh, no
0: I like it I like musically I definitely think it's like a bop mm-hmm. questionable bop alert
1: <laughs> yeah questionable bop alert there's I think always a conversation that ends up happening when someone ends up writing a something with a concept that is like not necessarily there there's a potential glorification of things and there's uh, a potential like just demonstrating it writing about a thing that sometimes you write about things that suck that you've struggled with just to to like get something out of it like that's it's it's hard for me to put into words but um it's it's not uncommon to have that happen uh within uh, art and and music, so like there's there's plenty of times that there's music or pieces that deal with darker stuff, and it's not like inherently bad as a result. It's just it's 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 a matter of unpacking it and the nature of oh I'm writing this, this concept album. It's about uh this person who does all these these things, and it's like okay, but like should should should
0: you? Yeah, it's I. Well, and that's, like, the thing, too, is, like, because I guess, like, just the sheer battery of imagery and, like, Mm
1: -hmm. words
0: on this page kind of invoke that feeling of, like, spiraling or whatever, just because it's, like, it's very overwhelming to, like, look at. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I just, I don't, again, like, I don't know if this is, like, really doing anything to, like, to, like, do the heavy lifting of whatever it's trying to convey, and I don't think that it's, like, clear enough to be... I don't want to say worthwhile, but I just, like, I feel like it's not, like, there's not enough of a message and a through line for it to really be worth just, like, slapping Mm -hmm. all these images on here and, like, calling it good.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of...
0: It's just kind of there.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of, like, documenting or representing that position without necessarily talking about what it means. It's kind of like, well, yeah, here it is, and then take what you want from it rather than saying specifically... You know this spiraling is a thing that we don't like, even if, like that band commentary video it sounded like Pete had um negative feelings attached to what he had witnessed. That's not in the song um unless i i maybe you could read into it, or maybe they just thought that the imagery was inherently negative, but it's not really how. It works.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, I got that it was supposed to be, like, a, I guess I got, like, a negative vibe from it, but I'm not, do- like, like, mm-hmm. just listening to the song without any of that context, I'm just, like, I get that this is supposed to be, like, kind of meh about something, but I don't really know, like, what.
1: Yeah, there's, there's darker tones across the whole record, but I think uh culminating in the song as it closes the record, it, it's, it's very much there, uh, sonically, but... I think ly- lyrically, this is probably some of the more aggressive stuff on the record. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not not aggressive in the way that we've criticized Pete for in the past, but a, a considerably different type of aggressive.
0: Yeah, it just feels like kind of just like yelling into the void. Aggressive. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a place for void yelling, I think. Um, but it's
0: in your diary.
1: I think there's a place for void <laughs> yelling in in music.
0: I'm no, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. I, I think yeah. there is, <laughs> I just like. I don't want to say I want void yelling to be more coherent because I feel like that kind of goes against the purpose of void yelling. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's the it's the same thing that I feel like always happens where, like, I feel like there's this idea of like if Pete just like wildly gestures at something like that's supposed to convey meaning when like it's like, bro, you're just waving your arms around like. Sure.
1: Sometimes. That's
0: what what like some of this stuff feels like to me half the time.
1: Yeah. Sometimes waving your arms around is all you can do. Uh, and I think there's there's places for that and contexts, um, but it does, like this conversation is making me think of, uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what year it was, I guess it would have been 20, 30, 2014, uh, mm-hmm. when Against Me's vocalist came out as uh, transgender and they released a record called, I think she came out before that actually, but um the year before, because the album came out in like January of that year, if I'm remembering specific details correctly that don't matter really uh but she they made this record called transgender dysphoria blues and i remember hearing um reviews of that record being critical of well she's just she's just talking about being trans and then it sucks there's not like uh talking about how things could get better or how uh the system could be better to her and it's like hey, shut up! <laughs> Let people <laughs> yell about how th- their struggles are. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what this song is or that uh, Pete always deserves that slack, but I, I do think... And, and I, I hesitate just because this song he has said isn't just about himself, it's just, like, things he's witnessed, but in, in a way that's a similar sort of thing. Like, I'm tired of, of seeing this, but That doesn't necessarily mean the onus is on him to form some sort of thesis and, like, propose a solution in the aggressive venting song.
0: Yeah, but I, like, I mean, I don't think that he has to provide a solution, but I think a thesis of at least, like, what are you venting about would be, like, and I don't even, I I don't even want it necessarily to be explicit, but it would be nice if there was more, like, imagery that alluded to, like... A, a more cohesive concept, I guess. Because mm-hmm. it just kind of feels like it's all over the place. Which, again, I think you could make an argument for it conveying, like, spiraling or whatever. Yeah, but... that,
1: that, that feels like it's... The, the point to me is to be um under all these layers and, like, kind of... This is kind of peak folly ado, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, which like, for, is... For better or for worse. Which is, like, fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, like... <laughs> I'm
1: not trying to convince you to like it. I I'm just
0: No, I'm just trying to think of why I don't really like it is not even mm-hmm. that I don't like it. Like listening to the song, I enjoyed it, but I just like I don't know. The more I look at it, the more I'm like I I just don't
1: There's there's something there that uh, There's something there, but bugs, I can't
0: yeah. like I can I can't find it. Mhm. I I don't know. It's weird. The song is weird.
1: Yeah, it's something. It's I I don't think I think it took me a while to to care for it because it's not a traditional what does that mean? Traditional album closer. Uh it didn't feel like one the first time I heard the record. It it felt like I don't know. You you look at like what Fallout Boy does now and their out their closer songs look like save rock and roll, but yet uh what a catch Donnie is like in the middle of this record and it just gets more aggressive afterwards. And as I've grown older with this record, I have come to appreciate that as part of its whatever the fuck it's doing. But It is, uh, it's, there there are, it's weird, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I, I totally forgot that this was the, the closer, honestly. Like, until I was, like, looking Mm -hmm. at the.
1: It doesn't sound like it has to be, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know why in my head this was, like, in the middle of the album. So, I don't know.
1: The, the tone of this record, a lot of the songs kind of could be, um, like, because it is. I don't want to say it's such a cohesive record that the songs can be in any order. Cause I don't actually feel that way, but mm-hmm. not, not knowing that and hearing this song, I don't think it strikes you as like, Oh man, that's a, that's an album closer or a set closer or something. It's just like a really energetic song. Whereas like yeah. say, say rock and roll or um, we haven't talked about it yet, but twin skeletons sounds like a closer to me, but it's, it's interesting. I think uh, the weirdness of, this song and uh, it has kind of grown on me. I I like the the weirder things and all the fucking bullshit layers this song is under. Yeah. It's kind of... Digging into the lyrics, there's definitely a lot of like questionable what it's about and maybe I'm just sort of not thinking about it too hard because I enjoy it, which is not ideal, but I I'm, I'm kind of incapable of sussing out what specifically is being said because all the layers of, uh, lyricism that, that Pete Wentz is like just fucking at the top of his, I don't even want to say top of his game. Cause I, I think the top of his game would be like, they were, you would be able to find a, a fucking way in and figure out what it's about. Like more specifically. Yeah,
0: I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't even, it's weird too, because this is, it's the song is like really front loaded. Like all of the weirdness happens in the first two verses. And yeah. then it's just, like, the chorus and the bridge a bunch.
1: Just a lot of yelling, yeah. Which-
0: and it's, like, I, too, like the, weird, like, the whole knock once for the father, twice for the son, three times for the Holy Ghost thing, I just, I don't understand how that connects to anything at all. I don't understand why it's in there.
1: Like, it, um, for me, it evokes, that that's in the chorus, it comes right after the, the line, the drugs make me reset. It evokes to me, like, a confession, like, going to confessional. And pairing that with drug use to do some sort of resetting, I think I don't know exactly what it's trying to suss out, but I, it, there is something there, like that connection between sort of a a religious cleansing being paired with drug use. It's there, yeah, uh, and well, then
0: see, I didn't even like I don't even see that line. the The drugs just make me reset. I did not see that as like recreational drug use. I definitely saw that as like psychotropic drugs um Hmm. because of the whole like i'm a nervous wreck the drugs just make me reset it sounds like to me that sounds like some kind of like anxiety medication or something that's not working
1: um yeah i think i think the the tone of the song blurs that a lot for me where it could go either way
0: yeah like that's just how i was interpreting it the whole time and so like Mm. i don't which again it just makes it like
1: it's messy yeah
0: it's it's really messy and then too so that's why for me i was like what the fuck does all this religious imagery have to do with like anything because like the only other time there's anything kind of religious brought up is there's the one line of um what is it follow the disorganized religion of my head yeah and it's like but that's like that's just it and it's like a throwaway line
1: yeah it's i i tried to to tie some of that together and it's just kind of like okay the the mental state he's in is is sort of just like equivalent to following some sort of religion which is skeptical to to talk about it's i don't know it is kind of one one big mess when you when you try and suss out some sort of consistent through line it's uh i
0: i feel like theoretically i'm fine with that
1: yeah I, i feel like it really is meant to just be a sort of spiral culminating with just yelling a bunch
0: yeah theoretically i'm fine with it but in practice like looking at this it's making me fucking furious
1: that's and that's Um, super valid
0: i think it's because it feels poorly executed to me especially Mm -hmm. because like it's so front-loaded And then the ending is, like, none of it. It doesn't... Because that way... Honestly, I think that's the issue for me. Like, it would be fine if, like, if your theme is just, like, trying to show, like, just, like, the feeling of, like, spiral and whatever, then, like, like, do it front to back, I guess, for me. Like, it's weird to me that Mm -hmm. it just stops and kind of just, like, falls into this repeated pattern at the end. Yeah, I think,
1: um, I, 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 my... I don't want to say rebuttal to that so much as I would say the reason I don't have that hang up, but I I get what you're saying is I feel like it does some more of that. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like tone setting, or I think, I think it's trying to do some of that extra stuff after that sonically, like rather than, yeah, there's not any more words explaining the situation after verse two, but like the music dropping out as Patrick yells. And then the, Uh, I don't. I think it's Joe. Yeah, Joe and Pete in the background yelling, "I'm a nervous wreck" over and over again, and then just like sort of a sonic culmination in the last chorus, the 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 last step of like the three times for the Holy Ghost being repeated over and over again. It it's not really a cacophony because it's a well-produced pop rock record, but like it it tries to evoke a very and maybe I'm not critical of this because I enjoy it, but Um, a very, like, uh, sanitized uh, perspective of a cacophony of what it might be like to spiral sonically. And, you know, I've heard a lot of noise and uh, experimental electronic stuff that does that. Um, There's a song by Justice called Stress that I think actually sounds like what stress feels like. And, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to do that. And I think this is their attempt at that, even though they're... I mean they are just fallout boy but I, I think that's where they're going rather than writing a third verse or a different bridge and obviously like if that doesn't work for you that's totally fair
0: yeah i think it's just like it feels like there's something about taking the heavy lifting from like and like establishing that like this weird jumble of images and words is going to do the heavy lifting for the concept of this song and it's like okay fine there but then, like, to randomly at the end just be like, and now it's the music that's doing that. And it doesn't feel like there's, like, a good transition to that to me. Like, it just feels like it's yeah. kind of just like, oh, we flipped the switch and now it's the music. And I'm like, well, but that, like,
1: yeah, the it, that's I,
0: not well executed.
1: Yeah, in the bridge, when I would say their attempt at flipping that switch is when the music drops out. And then when it comes back, it's like, it comes back with the screaming uh back vocals so i would say like that is them attempting to transition between um a sort of lyrical focus to a a sonic focus as they're just it's just a lot of energy in the room as they're ending the song and the record
0: yeah i just i it doesn't work for me
1: yeah especially because
0: like the front half feels like being blasted in the face with a fucking fire hose and then they're like all right now we're done and it's like what
1: i uh yeah it's looking at um like the first verse i I don't know if they're actually i don't i think the they're the same length, but the the second verse has more words, and i looking at it, I was almost like, would it be better if some of this was a bridge at the end and then or no i don't know
0: yeah i don't I don't know how I would even fix this, but i it it does not work for me in its current form mm-hmm. critically, like honestly, like listening to it like it's fine, it's a jam, but
1: Mm. yeah it's a it's it's a jam if you don't think about it which questionable bop that's kind of what that means yes yes
0: <laughs> yes 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 questionable bops be questionable
1: questionable do be questionable i feel like that was a good conversation we had over over that song and at this point i'm just kind of staring at my notes like is there anything else worth saying
0: I definitely it's very interesting that the uh I'm a Nervous Wreck stuff was Debbie Harry being added on there. Cause I have a note that was like the way that it sounds, like the way that it's mixed, sounds like kind of like the weird, grotesque vibe they were kind of trying to go for in America's Sweethearts. Um mm. yeah, Which the... honestly problematizes it for me more in my reading because like because I was reading it as a lot about being about, like, mental health and stuff, and in that sense, like, trying to elicit, like, spooky, weird, grotesque shit, it feels icky to me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the the multiple voices, I, I, don't, I don't think it was intentional. Like, I think when they put Debbie Harry on the song, they thought people would realize it was a different voice. Um, whereas, I think two voices that ended up sounding extremely similar next to each other, like going back and forth, I think could be read in some messy ways when you're talking about, uh, mental illness, like layering them, but like, they're just slightly different enough to sort of feel different and uncomfortable. Whereas like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like if it, if it, if I knew that like Pete was writing about something he was struggling with, like, this is somehow the opposite of the normal Pete problem where if I thought, or if I knew that this was Pete trying to represent something he had struggled with, I would kind of cut it more slack where I'd, if I saw that he was trying to speak specifically from his own experience and represent something, I think there would be more credence to that sort of attempt to do that kind of thing. Whereas him saying that it's based on things he's seen suddenly it's way more questionable.
0: Yeah. I think there is like, especially cause it seems like he was like pretty adamant about it not being from his perspective
1: Mm -hmm. which
0: which makes it worse we can
1: choose to believe at that point i don't want to read into a real person's life or experiences
0: yeah i mean it's just weird if you like adamantly are like this isn't about me at all and then like
1: Mm -hmm. i don't
0: know there's like a weird like it feels like kind of like uh how do i phrase this like you know like when people are like oh well i have a black friend so like, it's not that same thing, but it's like a similar sentiment of like you observing things like which is where you can have thoughts about things that you've observed. But it gets like way more slippery slope when you're like just projecting thoughts about like experiences that you've witnessed, but to like haven't lived.
1: Yeah, there is there is a lot of wrong ways to do that um, if 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 there is a right way and they're, I don't know, case by case, but there There are some instances where that probably just isn't, but yeah yeah it's it's messy to to think about,
0: yeah, the song is messy it is
1: in in a un, under a microscope, you realize there's a lot of things it's like, this oh no, a- I don't want to think about any of this i just I just wanted to bop, but
0: <laughs> welcome to our program that we do Joe. yes, oh yeah
1: i this is one episode. 12 or something i am i oh, am full man. has aware. it been that long already damn yeah yeah no it's uh honeymoon period is over we are <laughs> we are in it but yeah no like that's that is the, the point of the show is to to reanalyze and recontextualize things that were uh part of our youth and part of a lot of people's youth so here's us doing that being extremely unsure how we feel <laughs> about uh 2009's uh folly Ado. Closer West Coast smoker.
0: Yep. Should we talk about the pairing?
1: <laughs> uh oh yeah. Um I guess I can. I'm kinda actually, you know what? Fuck my pairing. I had a pairing, but uh <laughs> my my pairing was based almost entirely off of what Pete was saying, which isn't really what we focused on with this song. So I think I'm actually just gonna pair it with stress by justice, so um, you'll find that on the the Fobcast pairing playlist, the Spotify playlist. You can find a link to it in the description and show notes. And uh yeah, cool.
0: <laughs> we did it. Poof, <laughs> Caitlin. Yes, Joe.
1: Where could our lovely listeners find you and your other projects on the internet?
0: Uh, you can find me at CG at eight R's. And from there, I have a pinned tweet where you can find all my other shit.
1: Hell yeah. Do you want to plug your stream since this will come up before it?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. On my uh, game and other various and century things blog, um, I'm doing a stream to celebrate my birthday, which already happened. You heard that episode probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, uh, but we're doing a stream uh, to... It's a smash tournament and all of the proceeds are going to benefit trans women of color collective which is cool if you want to hop on that train you desk can um you just gotta uh, donate five dollars to trans women of color collective and then shoot me an email uh caitlin at your geeky uh with a screenshot of it or you can dm it to the your geeky gal uh, gal Pal, uh twitter account Nonprofit is very cool um they have like Uh, living fun for folks so they can get like food and stuff when they need it it's very cool um and yeah so that's gonna be on saturday if you want to watch you can also send me donation screenshots if you don't want to play to be entered to win codes for video games um but yeah it's gonna be cool and fun so you should check that out cool and fun you can
1: find me on twitter at ghost of joe ghost of J O, and uh, i want to plug they them theirs i do a podcast called that uh they them theirs it's a monthly non-binary discussion podcast where me and my friend rain sit down and talk about how non-binary we are uh and gay and other <laughs> shit and like you know what that means we it's just like a such a chill conversation between friends um we recommend uh some some stuff both for uh people who are questioning and could and could use it or resources that they might use for um people in their life um it's just you know we're, we're going through it, and we're talking about it. And it's um it's really nice. Uh, so you can find that if you search they, them, theirs in your podcast app. Uh, it's also streaming on the Orange Groves website, because that's on the same network as this show. What? Transition. Whoa! This show is on the Orange Groves podcast network. You can find more about the network, other shows about it, and support it at theorangegroves.com. Um, and I think that's the end of our program. So... Uh, We did it. We 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 sure did. Uh, Kaylin, is 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 this more than you bargained for yet? Absolutely yes. Goodbye everybody. (laughs) We will see you. Goodbye. I'll see you next week. Hello, and welcome to Bed, Bath, and Bionicle, a show where I call Joe, my friend, Hi. at 7 a.m. my time, and talk to them about the wonderful world of Bionicle. Let's mm. go through a quick quiz, Joe. Mm. Um, tell me, any member of the Toa Mata? Uh, is that the first one? It's the first one. Uh, Kopaka? Mm-hmm. Uh. hmm uh- <coughs> Potato Uh, There you go That's two (laughs) Taco Nuva You can find more of this riveting information Over at Bed Bath & Bionicle On your local podcast app That's not It's a band (laughs) Airing every Monday Check us out I'm so sleepy